We weren't rushing about, honest, we were perfectly prepared to start this. Uh, welcome to episode 90 of the Mike Whites podcast. Uh, we're not sure if we're always going to do one like the night before the game preview in, but neither of us are working, although KC's only just got finished. Yep. Uh, so we may we thought might as well give it a go, see if there's anyone out there fancy watching it. Uh, if there's anything about the game tomorrow that you fancy bringing up, by all means, leave a comment underneath. We should be, provided it's on the original video and not one of the weird ones we've shared around, it should come up. Uh, but as always, I'm Jack, joined by KC. Hello. How's things, mate? All good? Yeah, not too bad. You know, like I said, just rushed home, had a bit of dinner, watched Tranmere versus Brackley in the FA Cup, and uh, yeah, now we're here. I'm a Premier League fan now, mate. I don't pay attention to those little clubs anymore. <laughs> it's, it's the best response I've uh, I've seen to, I think it was Andrew Dalton saying yesterday, so what tier will we be in? And the best response was just Premier League, mate. Yeah, that is the best answer, without a doubt. Um, there is a couple of bits of news before we get into Everton thing. Uh, not all that much. First one, which we, I doubt we'll have much to say about, uh, there's been a, an actual transfer link with a bit of Seemingly a little bit of substance to it. Ricky Puig from Barcelona. Uh, it's a weird one. I think if this is true, it must be a long-term Victor Arta thing. Mm. Because we were linked with him in, like, I did look it up. It was, like, May 2018 or something. Yeah. We were linked with him on loan then as well when he was, I mean, I think he was 17 or 18 then and now he's, like, 20. But he's been coming on in the Champions League and doing pretty well. Uh, creative midfielder. I haven't seen enough of him to really have an opinion myself, but. Um, I mean, certainly would fit the mould of, of playing that more either the more advanced central midfielder or, or as a number ten, especially when there's games where you know Hernandez is, is still going to be out this weekend by the sounds of things. Um, yeah, still no Hernandez, uh, still no Shackleton. By the sounds of it. Yeah, so I, it, it makes sense when we've just come out, you know, just come from a game where we've had no real number ten there. Um, you know, as, as much as I love the, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, the workmanship of of Dallas and clickers in midfield, it's uh, it's not quite as creative as you'd like it to be. Yeah, so my computer just went a bit funny there. Uh, <laughs> bit of pain in the ass. Uh, there is two other bits of news. One of them was always going to happen. It's a very nice thing. One of them I don't really care about. I just love how much piss it's boiled. Uh, so we'll go with piss. I, I can't. I can't believe you think it's that. Those people upset about naming the the family stand the Jack Charlton stand. <laughs> I know, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, we'll get onto that. Um, obviously, they have renamed the stand the Jack Charlton stand, which is abs. I mean, there are very few people in the history of Leeds United who are more. I don't think there's anyone more worthy. If there may be a few that are as worthy, but uh, I mean, the, it's great. He he is the club's World Cup winner as well. Um, actually, the other night, uh, I think I think you'll find that's Rocky Junior. <laughs> <laughs> wow, could you could you have two more two central defenders on less equal footing with Leeds fans than Jack Charlton and Rocky Junior? Um, uh, you'd have a job on, wouldn't you? Yeah, I uh, I actually watched. Finding Jack Charlton the other night. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? Abs- absolutely fantastic documentary. You know, it's it's upsetting that the, the times when it cuts back to as was then the present when they're filming and 
and you know he's by that time by that point alzheimer's is very much set in so it's kind of upsetting that he's that he doesn't really know you know have much memory of what's going on or anything like that but you know it's, it's mostly focused on his time with ireland with kind of passing references to to leeds but yeah it's, it's a fantastic documentary and uh david o'leary's in it as well he's got a bit to to say and yeah there's some there's some really good talking heads in there and, and just make it's such a great story uh, i'll definitely i'll definitely have to seek it out it's been on my list to watch but i haven't had a great deal of time lately um but it's a fantastic honour for him that he fully deserves. As ke- the only thing that comes up every time we do something like this, as with the Norman Hunter stand, is we're going to run out of stands. Yeah, we're going to have to start doing the corners, aren't we? Yeah, there's going to have to be a few. I did see someone on uh, Twitter saying it's going to be really unfortunate when we've got the Eddie Gray West Stand toilets. <laughs> yeah, it's um... it's a sh- Hopefully when we have a training like a proper training complex, which I still think should be named after Howard Wilkinson. Mm. Maybe if there's a bit of it, maybe if there's like the first team bit and the youth team bit, maybe they could name the youth team bit after Eddie Gray. Yeah, I mean, there's lots you could do as well, especially once they start building the the facilities in the car park and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's facilities there that you could do. There's, you know... I'd love to. I think we've said it before. I'd love to see something like they have at the Emirates of of kind of remembering legends there and and things like that. There's a lot you can do. Yeah, and another one who at this rate is going to end up with his own of a statue or something like that, Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, up, it has been nominated for FIFA Coach of the Year. Which does anyone give a shit about FIFA Coach of the Year? No. Do you give a shit about how mad everyone is? I love how mad people are. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, I honestly, right, obviously I hope he wins it. Brilliant. He won't. <laughs> uh, you, like, uh, we can't even do the standard power of the Leeds fans thing because of the clubs we're against who have even more fans. And you have to sign up to be able to vote. Uh, so it's not just open vote, you know, open it in Chrome, open it in Firefox, open it in the next and keep going through so you can put on all your votes. Uh-huh, see, uh, I was I was hoping it was going to be one of those Facebook things like uh, smiley face for Zidane, uh, you know, <laughs> frowny face for Lapategi, laughing face for Bielsa, that sort of thing, and we'd all just uh, hammer that. Now, I am fine with people saying Marcelo Bielsa shouldn't be nominated for this. It's the top five. If you don't think he was in the top five in the entire world last season, I don't think that's unreasonable. But if you're someone like Matt Law from The Telegraph and say he shouldn't be in it because Frank Lampard and Dean Smith did better jobs last season, go fuck right off. (laughs) I mean, Lampard did a much better job than I expected him to do. You know, I'm not... As much as I don't like him, he, he did much better than I expected. But Dean Smith spent 150 million, Chem 17th, and only stayed up because they forgot to turn the fucking goal line technology on. <laughs> the Dean Smith one's been funny. Because again, the argue, I, th- I think the argument would have been Wilder. Yeah, and, and when he said Wilder, no one took the piss out of him for saying Wilder. No. <laughs> Came up. I would, I would have argued, to be honest, that at the start of last season, I'd have considered it more likely that we won the league than Sheffield United came ninth. Mm. So that would have been a fair... But fucking Dean Smith. 
Dean Smith had slapped him. <laughs> well, I think someone actually dug out some of Matt Law's tweets about Dean Smith's Aston Villa at one stage from around I, Christmas. I may have been one of them that did that. <laughs> like, it's, like you say, though, it's... I don't know how you could ever think as a nomination for one of the best coaches in the world is a team that has scraped out of relegation. Yeah. And especially one that's done it with goal line technology failing. Yeah. The the other thing that I think makes Bielsa more deserving than a lot of people being talked about is it's not FIFA manager of the year. It's coach of the year. Mm. Oh, and yeah. I, I would argue that what Bielsa has done through coaching has been amazing. Oh, but a lot the... of the people, like Chris Wilder, as great as the coach he is, I don't know if he's improved his players over that one season. That's the other thing. Over the course of three years, he definitely has. Mm. Because when they're in League One, he's gotten into Premier League players. But that's the, other, that's the weird thing with it. I would argue Bielsa did better coaching the season we didn't go up than the season we did. Yeah. Because I think improving that shite team that we saw under Heckingbottom and turning them into what we had that season, that's a much better example of great coaching than taking that team that finished third and making them finish first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, it speaks volumes. Was it There were nine players who started Bielsa's first game were in the team the other night against Arsenal. Yeah. Madness. Well, because, like, I mean, the only people that won't have been were Bamford wasn't in the team for that game. Yeah. Because he was on the bench when he first signed. And I know Barry Douglas played in that game. I'm assuming Llorente was injured for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very... (laughs) we, We all know he does not exist. Only reason I'm not as mad is because he's quite good on Football Manager. So at least he gives an option there. If only the world was as easy as football manager leads are, leads are fucking awesome on that game. <laughs> I'm about twelve games in and I'm second in league, a point behind Liverpool, and I haven't. I've bought some players, but none of them are in the team. I <laughs> just, well, you just restocked the under twenty three, so you can send all the really good under twenty threes out on loan. Yep, that's exactly what you do. Uh. I, I was trying to think of a good under-23s out on loan thing, but I can't think of any that are at Everton. Because, obviously, we've talked about... There, there wasn't much news. It's just about getting into the game. So, Everton. And this time, it is away, I'm pretty sure, after last time, where I started talking about our trip down to London for a home game. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Everton away on Saturday. Tomorrow, as it is now. I'm used to doing this a fair few days before. Uh. Yeah. This will not be an easy game, but it seems like the more you think about it tactically and things that you read and stuff, it seems like we sort of shape up quite well against the way they play. Yeah. um, You know, obviously they got off to an absolute flyer this season and then... Yeah, they 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 won the first four in the league. And then lost the next three. Well, they had a draw with Liverpool where they sh- probably should have lost. And then they lost three in a row. Yeah. I mean, my my prediction I kind of made about Everton was, and, and not necessarily about Everton, it was the signing, signing of Rodriguez. And I thought, and obviously I think we've still got a bit of time to go, that he is going to be like when Chelsea signed Deco, 
that start you know starts the season fantastically is just on fire and then it gets to about december you know, january and you're like uh, uh sheen's come off him a bit here um i'll probably turn out to be completely wrong james rodriguez is an absolutely fantastic player just well, whether he whether he's still motivated about it come yeah. come february uh was my biggest thing after where he's been yeah well it's one of them it's interesting to think about because that is undoubtedly their main strength I mean, that, that front three with Charlton on the left, Hammers Rodriguez on the right, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, striker, is as it's... On paper, there are better front threes, but in terms of current form, there's not really many. Like, Calvert-Lewin's got 10 goals in his first nine in the league. Yeah. And he's also... I think he's got five or six in the three cup games as well. Like, he's in, he is in absolutely ridiculous form. Uh, Calvert Lewin will be really hard for us to deal with because, you know, yeah, he's got he's got pace and power, but his movements right really good as well. And my main worry is he's phenomenal in the air, and yeah. we're we're not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not been our strong suit this season so far. No, like I don't think Cooper and Robin Cock are like terrible in the air or anything, but when they're up against a really good striker in the air. I never fancy him to win one. Mm. Especially when it's not off a goal kick. When it's on a, off a long straight ball, maybe. But when it's being whipped in. Yeah, the, the in-swinging free kick from out wide. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, those are, those are worries for me. Like they're, they're quite good throughout the side. Like, I mean, Abdullah Dekori and Allen in the middle of midfield, they're both good players. And they've got... Uh, Andre Gomez as well can play there, and he's he's a pretty good backup. Then you down, then you down to sort of Delph and Tom Davies who were slight step down, but still aren't bad players. Did they see Lucas Dini is out injured for this one? Uh, yeah, he is. It's almost like I've done some prep. Whoa. Oh. Uh, yeah, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman's still out with a hamstring injury, and Luca Dean's out uh, ankle ligament problem and needs surgery, so mm. he's going to be out for a while. But that is that is a big miss for them. Yeah. I, well, I think it's okay now your mic just went a bit funny. Uh, yeah, um, Luca Dean is a big miss for them. Like he he is a big attacking outlet from down that left side, especially when Richarlison comes in field. Um like he got two assists in last game against Fulham. I mean they did return to winning ways against Fulham, but a three two win against Fulham when you're hanging on at the end doesn't impress you that much. Even though they were, they were brilliant in the first half. They just weren't, they were awful in the second. The main thing to come out of that Fulham game is they switched from 4 3 3 that they've been playing all season. They switched to a 3 4 3. And uh, I, he'll have to. Right, bro. Um. Well, I'm guessing we've lost Jack there. Oh, uh, I am back. I'm guessing that that was me. I mean, my internet stayed fine, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did freeze there. Yeah. Oh, everything went black for me, so I knew it was me. Ah, oh, well, it's not the end of the world. And for the audio version, it's not going to be edited. So, <laughs> uh, well, I was just obviously Luca Dean got a couple of assists last time out. He's a good outlet down the left. He's a really good crosser at ball. So he's a. Uh, is quite an interesting 
player. Yeah, it's it's a good, certainly a very good starting lineup they've got. Um, don't really know once you kind of drop beyond that how strong a team it is. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the way they set up against Fulham with that three four three, like you said, um, that'd be it'd be an interesting matchup when you start looking at. You know those that front three against what I assume would be um, Ailing Dallas Cooper and Cock. Yeah. I'm, assu- I'm assuming Rodrigo will be back in for this one. Uh, I would think so. If um, I've written a match preview on through it all together, which is through it all together. Nation.com on Twitter at thru. It's all LUFC. Uh, I was basically saying that. Because we, you know, the plus the plus one thing superiority that Bielsa subscribes to. If they're free up front, we'll have four at the back, and if they're free at the back, we'll sort of have two up front. I think we will start as four one four one, but I, I think Rod, but I think I Rodrigo you... will basically push you up into a striker. I thought you were going to say we were going to go four up top and really outnumber them. Yeah, no, we'll, but we, we'll, I think we will be sort of four four two, a bit like we were against Sheffield United. Like it, it'll push right up and get nearly alongside him. Uh, what I was going to say is, like, I wondered what formation they were going to. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> I hate this now. This is really annoying. Technology. I don't know why. I am just going to blame my fiance, even though she's just upstairs minding her own business. <laughs> God, damn it. God damn it, Sarah. Yeah. Um, it seems that all the Everton people are assuming they're going to stay 3-4-3, so I'm going to have to assume the same. Yeah. Uh, but their backups at wing-back, it sounds like at right wing-back, it's probably going to be Alex Awobi. Yeah. Because um, he, he played there against Fulham and did quite well by all accounts. I quite like Alex Awobi. Just as apropos of nothing, really. I just... I rate him as a decent player. Hmm. That's that's some in, that's some in depth insight for you, right there. Yeah, I was just going to say it highlights how good Richarlison is when he's beginning to outshine Rodriguez. Uh, I believe I did bring this set up on the on like the last podcast, but I may as well say it again because I haven't since. I messaged the guys at Royal Blue Mersey, which is the SB Nation Everton site, uh, and it is right. Since they signed Richarlison in July 2018, they haven't won a league game where he hasn't played. And when you think how many games he's missed, he's had a couple of injuries and a couple of suspensions. That's a big problem. So if he wants to, like, just trip up and hit his head, not too bad. Just enough for one game. Not even actually have a concussion, but just miss it for concussion protocol. (laughs) That'd probably be useful to us. Or Calvin could just go through him. Yeah, true. <laughs> In fact, I say could. I feel at some point he probably will. Yeah. As as Calvin is prone to. Yeah. Their backup left back option is a I think Niels Unkunku, who's like a twenty year old French lad, who's I think he has played a couple of games and from what I saw of Twitter and stuff, got decent reviews. It sounds like the Everton fans are hoping it will be right and Kunku left. Mm. but they're thinking that Ancelotti might not want to 
trusting him that young and they might do John Joe Kenny on the right and he will be on the left. Yeah. Like John Joe Kenny's a good player. I'm surprised he doesn't play more, to be honest. Like nah, I know you'll, that... ne- you'll never get anywhere with a name like John Joe. Yeah. You well look at John Joe O'Toole, he went next big thing, and then he was at Northampton like two years later. Uh in terms of their team, obviously it's it's chock full of good players. But they do even though it's a three four three, like Wolves played a three four three and uh Leicester did as well. The difference is they sat quite deep, and Everton don't really do that. No, with a with a front three like that, it'd be it'd be hard. They they do like to play on the front foot. Um, so again, it's one of those where you're sort of hopeful that it'll give us a bit of space to play in the midfield and and counter them a bit more. Yeah, so you would hope that we can create a few chances against them. It's we will find it difficult to defend against them as well, but. So long as we defend quite well and have a go, we should be okay. There is one sort of elephant in the room when it comes to their team, and it, it will play. But Jordan Pickford, <laughs> if you were Carlo Ancelotti, would you have binned him off by now? Um, if he had a decent backup, isn't there backup goalkeeper Huddersfield's old goalkeeper? No, they've sat. They signed Robin Olsen in the transfer window, who's Sweden's number one. Oh. Oh uh, well, and he 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 played one league game and played quite well. Um, yeah, probably. He's it's not been the best six six months or so for Pickford, really. Um, you know, still the fact he managed to completely get away with that challenge on on Van Dyke in the in the Merseyside derby is is yeah, ridiculous, that... but. Yeah, that was utterly ridiculous. That was a—I mean, it did break him, but that was a leg breaker of a challenge. Yeah, I, I, you know, hopefully it'll be a bit like Jack Butland, where he's just someone we can we can have a bit of a go at him and keep him under pressure, keep him moving. Yeah, Stuart, oh. Dal- Stuart Dallas oh. is going to really fancy this because he loves a long shot already. Yeah, oh, man, if he could just hit the target. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I I do feel good going into this one, and you know, a three-two win against Fulham isn't anything you'd be massively worried about. And, and the fact yeah. that Fulham were able to get two, including and in a game where Fulham missed a penalty, because admittedly they, I, I don't know if it was Luckman that took that one as well, but he slipped. Um, uh, but yeah, I, Luckman did the Penenka. I think even Caviero took the one where. He slipped. Yeah, he actually yeah. he actually kicked it against his own foot, didn't he? In slipping. Yeah. So even if it had gone in, it wouldn't count. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> man, when your luck's out, your luck is out, and Scott Parker has built a shit team with no luck. Yeah, I mean, if you can't be impressed by a three-two win against Fulham, because I mean, what sort of team takes a comfortable lead against Fulham <laughs> and then ships and then ships some nothing goals to let them back into the game? Yeah. And only wins by one goal. You'd never catch uh, Leeds doing that. It's almost unheard of this season. <laughs> uh, I can say that that's pretty much it for their team. Uh, their back three, I believe, is likely to be Ben Godfrey on the right, Michael Keane on the left. No, Michael Keane will be in the middle. And I'm not sure who they're going to play on the left because they've got Yerry Mina, who is like fairly, you know, a fairly decent player. 
And I'm just trying to think, because I'm sure I'm forgetting a really obvious centre-back. Michael Keane? Michael Keane will be at middle, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's who, it, that's who it'll be, because he's back from injury. Uh, Mason Holgate. Yeah. So it'll be three of those four. Uh, I would think Mina will probably be the one on the bench because he's the most he's the most inconsistent, is Mina. Mm. Um is there any of their obviously their front three is really is really good, but is there anyone outside of that that worries you at all? Um I'm just again just having a look through this and uh, it probably does kind of rest on their, their front three. Um I've, you know, I fancy us in midfield. To be honest, I think I think the way Click has been playing, and we should probably mention about how Bielsa has spoken about Click this week as yeah. well. Basically, very, saying he could get into any brain. team. Yeah, get into any team in the world, basically, which is yeah. a solid compliment. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Click at the moment, and I think he's he's been on a good run. The form at the moment, you know, he's very good in the in the Arsenal game, even in the Crystal Palace game. It, you know, everything good, everything that Leeds did well went through him up until sort of the last twenty minutes when I think Click had kind of thrown it in the towel a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, he's you know he's he's someone who has adapted very well to this and and does a very good job putting Leeds on the front foot. And I think if Rodrigo starts like a like he probably should, well, I mean. You know, I'll just go like that because that was the next thing. <laughs> I, th I think he has to. I, you know, I think it was kind of clear to see that the attacking impetus wasn't quite there in the in the Arsenal game. Um, you know, obviously Dallas and Click both like to get forward, but one, I think Rodrigo does such a good job keeping Bamford in the game. I think those two have linked up very well so far this season. Mm. Um, and, you know, it'd be quite nice to have that kind of front four of Rafinha, Rodrigo, Harrison and, and Bamford. I, I would quite like to see that. Yeah, I must say, that's what I expect to happen as well. I assume it's going to be Alioski drops out, Dallas goes to left back, Rodrigo comes in. Yeah, uh, which, again, really... which again is probably un, a bit unfair on Alioski because he, again, didn't really do anything wrong against Arsenal. No, he, he did pretty well. It sounds as if uh, the talks over Alioski getting a new contract are fairly advanced and that shouldn't be that long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with him, it must be. I dare say, even with how last season went, he must be aware of kind of how Bielsa views him as as a fill in at either left wing or left back, or occasionally on the right wing. But um, you know, by the sounds of things, if he's interested in signing a new contract, he must be happy staying and, and keeping in that role. Um, yeah, and, and obviously, very loved in these parts as the feral North Macedonian. Man child that he is. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and to be honest, he, he is someone who who I do like seeing come off the bench, you know. Again, either as a winger or as a fullback. He's you know, he's always someone that likes to get forward and, and create chances. Um and occasionally take a headbutt for his for his troubles. Yeah, oh, we didn't. I didn't really. I mean, we mentioned it in the podcast in the week. I totally, I, to be honest, I'd actually forgotten that that was him. I just remembered the stupidity of the headbutt and not really remembered any of the details around it. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Mikel Arteta is the same. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he played him in the Europa League and he apparently did quite well, Pepe, so I don't think they've fallen out too much. That's only because that's only because he can't play this weekend, so he might as well get his money's worth out of him. Yeah. Uh, not that not that there'll be many watching live at the minute because there's other things on and stuff, and we, it does appear that the video does better after it's live. But if anyone has any predictions or anything, feel free to stick them in the comments because that's what we'll be coming on to in a minute. Um, is there any chance of any other changes? Do you think other than Rodrigo coming in? Um, no, I mean I can't really, I can't really see it. Like you say, Shackleton's still out by the sounds of things. Hernandez won't be there. Um, and to be honest, after how he did, I'd be very surprised if Rafinha doesn't doesn't play. Um, so no, I'd, I'd I'd be very surprised if if there was cha- any other changes than Rodrigo. Yeah, so I just thought I'd see if there's any that you've answered, but I can't see it myself either. Uh, I think that you know, there's maybe the smallest of small chances that Helder Costa gets the nod over one at wingers, but I don't think it's very likely. I I certainly wouldn't. I'd, I'd be playing Rafinha, because what I see of him, I really fancy him to do something. One thing that I did think in this game is it could, in terms of an attacking game, it could be a really big one for Dallas and Ailing at fullback. Because Richarlison and James Rodriguez are not massive on chasing back. Richarlison will do it, and he he will, he's willing to put in the effort. He's just not great defensively. But James Rodriguez is likely yeah. to switch off and just let him go. Which, obviously, there is a worry with that because it means he'll be left unmarked if we lose the ball. But you would hope that whoever's spare of Cock and Cooper would be able to try and cover that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously one of the big things we were able to take advantage of against Aston Villa in that as good a player as, as you know Grealish is and, and Ross Barkley is, and Trezeguet, they they were very much attack minded players, and it it gave us so much room. And if you if you remember, I think towards you know midway through the second half, you just saw the look on Matty Cash's face as, as Jack Harrison was running at him again, and he just had this look of just someone help. <laughs> help I think I, I, I think it was the t- I think it was that point when uh, Trezeguet gave. I think it was when he gave Alioski the ball to take the quick free kick that Alioski just knocked by into Harrison. And you could just see Matty Cash go, come on. You, <laughs> as a child, you knew not to do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if we can, if we get given that space, it'd be quite nice to see uh, Ailing and, and Dallas getting forward. And Ailing's probably had, you know, his last couple of games have been two of his quieter games in terms of bombing on. Yeah, like that. That's one of the things. Really, if Ealing is going to end up with that much space on the ball, it, and I don't get me wrong, I don't think his passing's been awful the last couple of games, but it hasn't been up with a lot of his teammates. Mm. So I'm hoping that he has a slightly better day with that. Uh, I honestly, I, the, the one thing that I, I say, my main worry with this is that I am scared of Calvert Lewin. But uh, he's, he's he's a man on fire at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Literally, he, literally a man on fire. Literally on fire. Uh, the thing that I'm gonna that's going to be interesting for me is that one, one other thing is if Rodrigo does push up and almost form a front two to go against their three in the middle, it's going to be straight up two on two Phillips and click versus the and Allen. So Phillips will be a bit further forward than he's used to, which is what happened to strike at crystal palace. And obviously he didn't look that comfortable once he had to push a bit further forward. 
But you would think that'd be less of an issue for Phillips. No, obviously Phillips has, has had the experience playing as as more of a central midfielder before Bielsa came in and turned him into Andrea Pirlo, but better. Yeah, he's, uh, he's more Gennaro Gattuso. <laughs> It um, just that, that doesn't fit in a song as well. Yeah. But if Calvin Although Phillips... actually, I'm telling the lie, it'd be his magic, you know, Phillips is Arga too, so <laughs> it would fit. But would Calvin Phillips stand down if Joe Jordan started having a go at him? That's that's the real question. It would if he's any sense. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't fuck with Joe Jordan. <laughs> hey look. I mean, I know this is going, it's almost 10 years ago now at this point, but Joe Jordan at that point looked like a man with absolutely nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing to lose and infamy to gain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess all that we have left to do is the predictions. Um, I don't know what you're going to go for, but um, we've had a comment off Ali. Uh, we'll dominate possession too much for their front line. To score more than two goals, I fancy us to score four four two win. No, I'm not going for a four two. I'm not going for a four two win. But his thing of I do think it's going to be a really open game. This I, I do completely agree with him on that. Uh, I have gone in the match preview and on here. I'm going for a two all draw. Uh, but I think that we will have most of the ball. It's just in transition. I can see them. One they've got they've got plenty of pace, and the one player that isn't that quick is one of the most creative players in the world. Yeah. So he can pick out everyone else. I uh and even the bench options like I think Bernard is quite a good option for you know low centre of gravity, skillful. He can get at us as well if he comes on. I didn't realise Darren Bernard was still going. Yeah, Darren Bernard. That's it. <laughs> um I also it, if there is a quick break, I do fancy Decore to be able to get free. Uh, I, I, I think the way that he brings the ball forward with his running is quite dangerous. So I, I can't see us keeping them out, but I can't see them keeping us out. So I'm, I'm going 2-2. Um, I'm going to be... I'm going to be infinitely more positive than you. Infinitely? Infinitely more positive. <laughs> um, so, a million nil. <laughs> I'm going to be infinitely more, you know, confident and say we only concede once. So, uh, so I lose one nil. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with a two-one win. Uh, the K, the KC special. Put yeah. put a pound, put a pound fifty on that. You've, you've got a chance. That was me thinking it was cheesy chips. <laughs> uh, I, I'm talking about the betting KC special, <laughs> not the uh, not the KC dietary special that is fried things with cheese. Yeah. And uh, now I got and, and has now recently been updated to include a garlic naan for on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder why I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the one thing with this, this is another one, uh, a bit like the Arsenal game. Even though the Arsenal game was nil-nil, where you went in thinking this should be a really good game. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you did. You see from stats actually, Leeds' record at Goodison Park in the Premier League. Uh, no, and to be honest, when it's weird when I think about Leeds at Goodison Park, I can only remember 
two games. The 4-4. And what, didn't we get beat 3 or 4 nil? and Steve Watson scored a hat-trick? Yeah, that, I think that's the one where everyone turned on Ridsdale in the crowd, isn't it? I think, at, yeah. at that point. I mean, those are the only two at Goodison Park that I can remember. In, in the Premier League, we are 12, 12 games at Goodison, six draws, six defeats. Oh, <laughs> the last the last win there was uh, the opening day of the ninety one ninety two uh, yeah ninety one ninety two championship season when when we won there and uh, Neville Southall decided to have a little break leading up against the post. Yeah, is Liverpool a bit like Leeds in that it has a little London, and is it where Goodison is? <laughs> because <laughs> that sounds I, awfully like a London record to me. I listened to that and I was like, no, that can't be. I can't think of any wins. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, you know I'm, I've never once to, uh, to question stats knowledge on these things. No, because if you do, even if you're absolutely certain you're right, it'll turn out you're technically wrong. And he's yeah. right. <laughs> like you say, I've, I've got very fond memories of that four all draw. Um, yeah. Don Hutchins, but I think it's Don Hutchinson getting the uh, was it the fourth the the equaliser at the end? Yeah, yeah everyone the, scored in that one because Johnny Woodgate got one in that one yeah. as well. The two goals that I, that yeah, obviously there's the scummy Australian guy who scored his fluky cross. Uh, it's amazing but, how it's amazing how time rem- you know, changes its opinion on that goal. Yeah, but it was the the Bridges one where he takes a touch on edge of box and does that looping volley over the keeper. It was such was a good goal. Because I think Bridges scores... Does Bridges score twice in that one? I, and I, think, think, he do, I think he does. I couldn't swear to it. Because I think his first one, I don't know if it's Smith, but someone kind of steps over it as it goes through and it gets through to Bridges. It's a really nice goal. That that The, the volley one is very similar to that uh, the volley scored at the Dell at the start yeah. of that season. Yeah, and then you've got Johnny Woodgate with his with his header. I think Kevin Campbell gets one. Don Hutchinson's got one. Um, that's a great game. Yeah, that one I never bet- that one never comes up on like Premier Retro Premier League or anything like that. That'd be a great game to show. No, I think it's just because Leeds were wearing a white shirt and blue shorts, and it mess and they just don't want to show I, it. it just I lo- no, I love that look. <laughs> I absolutely love that look. And cause this is this is why I think third kits are pointless, despite the fact that I own them. <laughs> like I just love the fact that, and I don't know how strict they are at this point. But yeah, at that point it was just, oh, your shorts clash, do you? Ah, put the name. Uh, right, I don't know if that one went funny just at my end or, but I'm willing to bet it was probably me. <laughs> I'm going to say I, nothing stopped for me. So it yeah, it's probably. It's probably mine being funny again. I don't know what's going on with it because the internet itself appears to be fine. Uh, it's probably, uh, I don't know, blame StreamYard. And they're not paying me so I can slag them. In fact, I'm literally fucking paying them. Yeah. <laughs> sort it out, you bastards. Yeah. So you've got 2-1 leads. I've got 2-2 draw. Uh, it will be an interesting game. I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back. Probably Monday or Tuesday where... We may well have a guest on. It is not a spectacular, like, oh my God, we've got Diego Reyes on. 
Uh, no, uh, mate of ours. Uh, I, I would bloody love to get Diego Reyes on here. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I'm not sure what day it's going to be yet because we're sorting out the details. But uh, Andy Watson, who I used to work with away from this sort of thing, uh, and he took about himself, got involved in the data side of football. And you've probably seen all over Twitter five yards that's been launched. Um, it appears that you basically you can buy, you can invest in a player, and the better they do, the more money you make, stuff like that. And he's heavily involved with that, so we're going to get him on to talk about it. The guys from Not the Top Twenty are involved with it as well. Uh, Josh Hobbs from All Stats That We, who a lot of you'll follow on Twitter and stuff. So we're going to get him on to talk about that because it looks quite interesting. It looks a bit like Football Index, only more interesting. Is this our first guest? Uh, yeah, because we've never bothered because we weren't doing it live and it was a, and we couldn't do it for various reasons. Not living anywhere near the middle of the city, stuff like that. But now that it's all online, we can start doing stuff and hopefully yeah. the cl- maybe. The club will start responding to me. <laughs> After three years, we might finally get Liam Cooper on. <laughs> yeah. Good man, Liam Cooper. Want his fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I reckon that will do us. Um, we'll be back early next week. I don't know if we'll always do a preview one like this. We'll just see how it works out. You know, now that lockdown's over, we do have to find some time to play golf. It's all right. We've got it booked, mate. We've got it booked. Damn right. Uh, so the, lock, um, the lockdown is over. <laughs> nah, you see, if you say that, then you're going to kick out at two. Lockdown's going to kick out at two. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you are, hopefully you're all coping well with being inside and you'll be able to go outside soon. But I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.